Sport on on SAFM. Let's pick up now from the conversation that we had last week. There were so many people that asked us to bring uh, Coach Zipod Langalala back. So it is definitely by popular demand. Yeah, we were talking about the way forward for South African football. We looked at maybe what's gone wrong so far and, and what we can do now to just to try and improve uh, South African football, starting from the bottom, of course, because it doesn't start at the top. And Coach Zipo has been kind enough to speak to us again tonight and he joins us on the line. Good evening, Coach, and thank you very much for, for, for being able to speak to us again this evening. Uh, evening, Tabiso. Uh, good evening to the listener. I hope um, you can hear me well. L- loud and clear, Coach. Loud and clear. And the people are happy to, to hear that you are back. I did promise that we're going to pick it up from last week's conversation. And we were talking about um, amateur football. I think that one of your last words was that we needed to revive amateur football. Um, what, what what needs to be done here, Coach? And why is amateur football so important? Because you were really um, um, dating this point last week. Uh, thanks again, Tavis. Before I go to that question, I must just uh, 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 apologize to the listeners that we had last week because I left without the salutation. And, uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Maybe yeah. this time around, because we, we, we're in this spirit of not pointing fingers, maybe I shouldn't point fingers at <laughs> anyone. Uh, safe to say that maybe in advance I should uh, give them now. <laughs> yes, 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 in uh, advance. Once between, forever. You please. know how these things work. I'm glad you've caught up. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Uh, yes, amateur football, uh, as I said, is the mother of all football. Uh, it it uh, that's where it all starts uh, because it also in all youth football is amateur. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, it it cannot be anything else. When football started, whether you talk South Africa or anywhere in the world, there was no professional league. There was football first. So. It, it it because of that, and I'm saying because when you start playing, you start as a young person, which is a youth, and uh, nobody in the early ages or stage of, of life in our country until 18, and FIFA is with that uh, number as well. Until 18 years, you can't sign a contract in the football terms. So maybe your parents can sign a contract if you in an academy or whatever the case. So it 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 stands on its own. That's one part. But even beyond youth, amateur football is critical. And when I say we need to revive it and put it back to where it used to be, uh, those who are 40 years and above today will know that in the, when they were growing up, they were very, very good players who never made it professional. But because not so much because people didn't like them, but that's how strong amateur football could have been. There were amateur players senior senior amateur football level that could have easily walked into any professional team but it didn't happen so the other part which is critical uh is that in south africa for example we talk about 55 million people or so Mm. and if just uh, i hope it's not too late for this mathematics if uh, if you said there are one million football players out of this 55 million uh, can I surprise you and tell you that only less than 1,000 are playing pro? Mm. So that 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 gives credence to the to the assertion that it has to be strong because it caters for 99.9 percent of football population. So I'm talking mainly with men, not mm. because women don't matter, but uh, we're talking amateur 
versus professional. In our country, we don't yet have a professional football for women. But it will apply similarly, even in that case, even if we had a professional football league for, for women. So it, it is very important that it's strengthened. We, we lay the ground well. It, youth, we, the kids develop all the habits of playing the game properly and so on. And, and one of the things that we, we might rec- live to regret is that play, people that love to play football should not be forced to stop. Mm-hmm. Anybody that plays football should leave when they want to. So we have a new narrative uh, now. When you hear people say uh, someone is 29, 28, or 30, uh, but they're still playing football for what? It's not everybody that plays to be a professional player. Others, out of choice, they, they don't want professional players for many, many reasons uh, in their own private lives and other ambitions. So it's not that everyone who plays football at the early stage actually has ambitions to be a professional player. And therefore, we should not discard or create conditions that will force an interested, passionate person who wants to play football just because they've turned 24, 25 or something. Whereas we still have in all types of communities, uh, I happen to know all types of communities, at least in Japan and Johannesburg, I know for sure, mm-hmm. there are over 35 uh, engagements of uh, uh, competitions, leagues, and so on. Now I'm saying if we, we exclude people at 24, 25, 26, 27 years from playing football at amateur level, then uh, what do they do until they are 35? So we, 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 we have to take care of that. But the other thing is so that we, we, we move on as you ask questions, I, I must lay this foundation. The other part, which is very critical, is that Amateur football, when I say it's the modern football, it is where you get everything and anything that football requires today and tomorrow. I'm talking about not just players, it's one part. Supporters of, football, of professional clubs that have played football themselves are better, they are more educated supporters. Coaches will come from amateur football because some coaches here in South Africa and the whole world have not played professional football, but they are successful. Some club managers at any level would have, have would have played only amateur football and they're successful. The referees are, are some of the people that would have played the game because they love it and so on. For one reason or the other, they decide to, to manage it as referees. And generally football leaders, some of the football leaders, some of the presidents of football associations at FIFA level, CAF and the SAFA level have played football but only at, up to at Amisha level. But that football that they played allows them, gives them the, the base, the grounding to understand the game, to know the challenges. And of course, if they improve themselves, they become better leaders, better referees. You can call it anything. So the, um, that, that is not uh, groomed or the habits and all the ethics and everything cannot be made at professional level. At that time, you should all understand all of this and amateur football, then, therefore, is a pace for that. And this amateur football coach, then, how do we structure it? Because we've seen you'll have Liverpool having an academy or a school here in South Africa, and then boys go and join that school, and they learn to play the Liverpool way. But also we were told that there will be national training centers around the country after the 2010 FIFA World Cup as part of the legacy. And we've only seen basically the one in Devon that we can identify at the moment. But how do we structure youth football to make sure that everybody's in unison and we're doing the same thing? Yeah, thanks, Tabis, for that question. And the, the, the key thing and the, the obvious thing is that 
in every local municipality in South Africa, I think we are 50-something, 53 or so, in every local municipality, there is a local football association. And, and by that, it should be that every child, every young person anywhere in South Africa should have a space to play, and uh, food, local football association should organize football in their locality. This is football for everybody at youth level and amateur level. Whether the, the LFA has a professional club or not is, is irrelevant. Whether in that LFA there's an academy or not, like the ones you've mentioned, is irrelevant. The key thing is that kids, young people, boys and girls, and people that love to play football, even at the social level, uh, should be organized. Some I know some areas where they have commercial clubs, uh, companies, or whether it's teachers, uh, police guys, and so on. They play football because it's a recreation for them and so on, but it's organized, it's scheduled, and it works because you need people to be enthusiastic about this game for this game to grow. As I made example last week, you 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 get one medical doctor from a thousand uh, students that are doing mathematics and physical science at school. So you need as many thousand people, if not more, to produce one very quality goalkeeper or one quality right back or one quality uh, forward or wing or whatever the case. So if that base is reduced as it is now, because there is a tendency to not to organize football properly at youth level in our local football association. And then, of course, the better ones can be in academies, yes, can be at the regional uh, league, yes. The youth football we are talking about, Tavis, is where kids learn not just how to play football. Remember we said 99% will not play pro. So they also learn life skills. They also learn how to live because life is challenges. And this game provides a lot of that, like other sports as well. I'm talking football. I'm not going to concern myself with other sports. So it, it teaches people how to work in a team, how to, to lose together, how to win together, how to operate in an environment, because most likely all of them will, will be in life with others. Whether it's family, it's a team. Be it at work, it's a team. Wherever we go. So it's only when you die, you're isolated. It looks like that's when you play alone. So Otherwise, the whole of our lives, we work in groups, we work with other human beings, and we have to achieve together, and we have to understand that if there's a leader, you know, we give that respect. We, you know, we, if we are leaders ourselves, we expect the same respect. So this is key, because we, we never know. Maybe one of the reasons we, we do not produce these quality players that uh, the other countries that we talk about, and we end up uh, making our kids become second citizens because everything now people are called by names of other human beings who are alive somewhere so maybe that we, we have lost those kind of kids where we have not put our effort in producing the quality of uh, of organization at the young level one of the things and the listener that mm. we have done and we are doing which cripples the development of young kids is allowing a lot of these games where people play for something that they can hold on to, uh, tangible, whether it's money or mm. a goat or a cow. Mm. When, when that 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 mentality is, is self-destructive because in a league which some players which most players should be playing, and later on, of course, they, if you become professional, in a league you don't have anything at the end of the game. For example. Just uh, yesterday afternoon, Sundown played cheaper. Mm. Sundown won the game. If you ask me what did they carry out after the game, nothing. 
just the points on the lock and whatever else, internal matters, maybe bonuses, whatever the case. But the mentality of this tournament is that at the end of the game, of the match, of the tournament, you take something home. So it breeds this instant gratification mentality where people think that you do it and you get something now. So as you grow with that mentality, you, you, you tend to not have the patience to build something that will reap rewards later, sometimes even very late. Like developing a player won't come now. If, he, if your boy Tabiso is 12 years, he won't, and he's going to be the best player in South Africa. It won't be seen now, mm-hmm. and there'll be no rewards today, or even next week, or even next year. But after some time, could be eight, seven years, maybe at 19, 18, somewhere there, if he's really good, then it starts to show. But if the patience and the expectation is always an instant gratification, then uh, the, the, okay. that period will be lost. Let's hold that thought. I want to take a break and then we want to talk about scouting after this break. But that's a very good point that you make there. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still speaking to Coach Zippo Langalala, who made an interesting point just before the break, which goes back to what you said last week about age cheating a, a, a coach, that there is no need for that. And I guess clearly the reason for that is because um, teams or coaches or clubs or club owners, whoever wants to win um, at an early stage, and they just want to win regardless of the consequences and all of that. But the other point that we didn't touch on last week was scouting or talent identification. How serious do we take this? Because I remember when we had Mr. Walter Steinbock and uh, and his book then, we were reviewing his book. A lot of people were surprised by the detail in his book and how serious a job this is. Yeah, no, thanks uh, for that question. It's, it's, uh, that, that, it's a trait, I would say. That speciality is quite involved. It's a speciality. Yes. Mm. Just like other aspects, the, you, you can learn, you can develop yourself and so on. But one of the key things, to be a good scout, you, you, to be a good scout, I'm not saying, because all of us, at some point we have said, hey, there's a good player there. Yeah. And we'll be right. Yeah. But to, be a consist- to consistently be able to do it, besides the, the learning process, you also need experience in the game. It's not normal. It's not uh, expected or it's very unnatural to find the young scouts. Not because young people can't be scouts, but they, 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 they have not seen enough to, to qualify themselves, not the paper, to qualify themselves, to realize, to be consistent in what they, they look at. So uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of awkward in our country, uh, scouting and talent identification. Uh, as you put it, uh, I will always think scouting and talent recognition, discovery. It's big awkward because many times, from what I said earlier, well, <clears throat> they, are, they are not not all our kids are playing regularly. We we select the kids. When I say we select, whether it's a school team, uh, possibly it's better there, uh, club teams and so on. We we get, we get a better player from the players that we saw play. But my point is, it's not all the kids that are playing. So what we see, of course, we can't see what was not on the field of play. So there are criteria that each scout, that each club, if it's a club scout, each club will set to say, in this club, this is how we play. 
which goes back to the point we spoke about that when you when you're scouting mm-hmm. and your team plays anyhow as long as they win, what do you scout? Because you can't scout results. So <laughs> if if the club has a setup that we, this is the type of a player and this and that, it's out there. Then for whoever is given that task, when they go out to look for the for this, I mean to look for players, they know what they are looking for. And if that club employs a coach at obviously senior level, professional level, even if it's an amateur club at uh, the senior level, the, the coach should also be part of that process, which means the scouts go out to look for players that the coach will use because that is the players that the club wants. But if the coach wants a type A player, but the scouts have the criteria to bring a type B, then then you have problems there. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we we are we are not developed that aspect very much in the country. Uh, remember, Tabiso and, and the listener, we we are not uh, adults in international football mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> we are not adults. We we came into the picture in '92, mm-hmm. and because we had to in FIFA, you have to come with everything. In other words, you start at senior level, women, junior, and everything. So there's quite a number of areas that we still have to work on ourselves, not because we are not smart, but we have not had the time, which are, like I said. So one of those areas is, is this one we're talking about. So uh, on the other side, yes, Tabiso, is when we have a, a national approach, the philosophy that the identity is clear and people accept it and, and we work towards it, then the quality, I mean, the type of players that will be out there will more or less represent that and therefore those who are scouting, who are discovering talent, will discover the best talent because all the talent will be on the stage. Yeah. Okay. We've got a voice note here for coaches at Langalala. You can send them to 061 Hey, Chibos. Hey, Katejo. And the SAFM listeners. Yeah, look, man. Um, before Safa can appoint any coach, be it local or international, there's some serious questions that they need to ask themselves. I mean, uh, we've got the resources, we've got the talent, I believe. We should be competing for, I believe that we should be regulars, at least at quarterfinal level of the World Cup, and we should be sitting in the top three in Africa on any day. But um, the question that that they should ask themselves, really, is the question of our football identity, or what they call football philosophy, I mean, which determines our style of play. Um, we get this coach coming in and doing his own thing and then another comes in with a vision 20 this, 20 that, with his own thing. But as a country, I don't think we even remember what our football identity is like. Okay, Tatera, Mwegin Corner, thanks for that, because that's a point that we started, uh, that we also touched on last week. On that note, Coach Zipotlangalala, when you look at the teams that are playing in the PSL, we try to have a look today to try and figure out, is there a team that is playing the South African football identity? We came up with one, but we're not even sure if we are right. When you just look at the 16 teams in the Premiership. Yeah, I think we, we can agree, argue, and, and so on. There are teams that will come very close to that uh, for one reason or the other. What we can all agree on is that we do not have, we do not see it consistently, like every week, 
from mm. even those few teams that you may want to 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 suggest. For example, uh, the, the the caller that just put in that voice note is is very it was a very important one. Mm. I, I, <laughs> over the the games played this weekend, I I can pick anyone, but there was a game played in the NFT between JDR and Tongat. Mm. Uh, mentioning it because it was also live on TV, so maybe mm. some people saw that. The JDR goal has so many aspects of it may not be a prominent team or prominent players that did it, but it's, it's got so much of what South African football is about. I'm talking at the committee level now. Of course, mm. if it's developed properly, even better than that. The, the goal that um, Paul McCullough scored for uh, Cape Town City. Mm. And that three nil. And, uh, yes, when they beat Supersport. Mm. Uh, when you look at the whole action leading to that yes, goal, yes, yes. there is so many aspects there that we, people may not believe it that you will not see anywhere else in the world. Not because people don't want to do it. It resulted in a goal. Uh, somebody might say maybe the opponents were, were this or that. So sometimes we, we rush to, to do that when we want to downplay the qualities, our, our own qualities. But those are kind of, not to say we only score those type of goals. There are also set play goals and so on. But those two goals I'm making examples with, if you look at them, and you, you well, maybe not analyze, don't even have to analyze, just appreciate them. You'll see all the individual work, the combination, the short interpass, the disguise, somebody just told the wrong story, they buy it, they're out of the way. All these things that come naturally from our players. So if, if someone asks, do, do our teams play like that? Every team in this country that put the ball on the ground will, will, will without doubt play the kind of football that South Africa is, is about. Okay. Let's play another voice note quickly. Oh, okay, we... Oh, okay. We're going to take a quick break and then we will continue after this break. If you still want to send your voice note, the number is 061-4104-107. And I, I want to ask Coach Zippo about the big question that I see has been brought up again on social media about Chiefs and Paris. Biso Musia on SAFM. Okay, the one, the com- common question, and it came also last week, uh, Coach Zippo, is that there is a notion that if Chiefs and Pirates are successful, then Bafana Bafana will be also successful. Where do you stand in this debate, and how true is it for you? Yeah, because I know we're limited on time. Just quickly, before I answer you that one directly, I was yes. encouraged to hear that the, the national coach will be appointed as a matter of agents. By the way, Tabis and the listeners, he will from tomorrow. The coach will have one month to select the team because yep. 14 May we must give out the callouts two weeks before the, the qualifiers. Uh, so if tomorrow is 14 April, so that's it's only 30 days uh, mm. to put up the team that you can call out. And and from now it's only seven months to Qatar because Qatar is next year, but the qualifiers end in November. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, yes, we, time we, is running out. It's running out. You think our time in this program is running out? This one is. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, on the question you asked about the big clubs, anywhere in the world, all over, the big clubs are critical in the performance of the national team. So, when the big clubs perform, it, it encourages the community, it gives that vibe, it gives, it restores that confidence in the in the game. Uh, because the big clubs are those, uh, people sometimes ask, no, there are no big clubs. Well, it's an, you can only fool yourself. There are big clubs and small clubs, with all respect. Uh, how they become big clubs, I can't tell. I mean, Liverpool went 20 years without winning the league mm. uh, in England, but they were still big. 
Uh, I'm not going to make examples. <laughs> they want Champions League. That's what they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I won't make examples local because I don't have to mention one by one. Otherwise, I'd be <laughs> But even here, we know big clubs that have gone in a dry spell, which is which happens everywhere in the world. But it doesn't make them any smaller. Or it doesn't make Super Sport, for example. Let me make this one uh, out out there. Super Sport won the league three times in a row. Mm. Uh, I think today we know they mm. did not become one of the big clubs. But they they were very successful in those in those seasons. So yes, the the success of big I mean the, the performance of big clubs is important and their success is important. However, I must give that right. If the big clubs anywhere are, are successful and are winning everything, they are making strides in the continental competitions and so on. Uh, but but they are, the players that play in those big clubs are not available for the same for the na- same nation that they play at. Then it's another. Uh, challenge. It puts a different dimension into the bigness and the impact, in the impact of those big clubs. So, but there's no doubt that if big clubs perform well and they're at the highest level, it, it, it changes the, the, the dimensions in the country. So, yes, it is true. In Germany, for example, because of their big clubs, <clears throat> well, the biggest one is Bayern Munich, it's normally dominated by German players. So, mm. the impact is directly felt in the national team. In fact, at some point, uh, they, they will field half the team uh, by Munich players. And so the others just add up and they play the Bayern <laughs> so, so it becomes so much easier for the transition. But the other thing is that, tell me so, why, why, with a few seconds left, yes. is that the, big, the, the players who play for big clubs are forever under pressure. They are forever on the spotlight. So they, they, on a weekly basis, they are used to this kind of pressure that you, you encounter in the national team. Uh-huh. So sometimes players from what we call small clubs, not because they are, they, are, they are not good, but they don't have that history and so on. Uh, there are clubs that players don't really get interviewed on, uh, from training. At training, there's not much, except maybe they've qualified for certain competitions, like you know, the net Bank is coming now. I'm sure at Pretoria Kelly is going to be a different week, this one. But that's it. That's it. And uh, nothing fed. So this, this spotlight in other countries uh, where the media is every day at training, so that puts a spotlight on the player when they are in the national team. They are used to this kind of uh, attention, so it's not a new territory for them. So that that's the other aspect of it. Remember, Tabiso, for the national players, play, spend like this year, the, the Bafana players only go to the national team six times in a year, mm. which is about six weeks. So the rest of the time they are with their clubs and their coaches. So if the stage there is big, then they are better prepared for the national team. And if the stage is small, they may play in the PSL, but uh, in a small place from a small town and there's not much pressure on a weekly or on a daily basis. When they come to a national team, you guys are always there every day of the training. So it's a completely different ball game. Okay, that's, that, that makes sense. Now I understand it because I always hear this Chiefs and Paris and people never mention Sundowns when they talk about the big teams but that's a story for another day. But we're going to have to leave it there, Brazipa, but I'm sure it's not the last time we speak to you. People are enjoying this conversation so we'll see when we can catch up with you again. But you can say your goodbyes. <laughs> It's gone. Okay, no, then he can't play before that one. I tried, folks. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. We can continue the conversation on social media because I see there is so much reaction from that uh, interview that Kwena Mwabelo did with Denny Jordan that we played and that I've tweeted also.